The sixth key principle is to get a seat at the table and find the right audience to advocate to. Welcome to the Teacher's Impact Podcast, or better yet known as The Tip, where teachers can come to master their craft, use their voice, and enhance student learning. This is episode 60 of the Teacher Impact Podcast, better yet known as The Tip. On this episode, we'll be talking about how my fellowship experience turned into a published book. So, yes, I'm so excited. I am part of a published book that is already out. And so I just wanted to share the background or the process of how that came into being for this episode. I was sitting at the Ed Reports annual conference and they announced a new fellowship for the program Ed Reports. And so this fellowship was a fellowship for reviewers to be able to advocate for high quality instructional material. And so I'm sitting at the table with all these qualified educators and I thought to myself after listening to the requirements that I met all of them, but I thought, what is the likelihood of me being chosen? In my head, I thought very slim. And so I left the conference. I went back and forth, back and forth, and whether or not I should send in my application for the fellowship. During that time, I was also thinking about leaving my previous school to pursue other opportunities. And if I decided to do the fellowship, how exactly would that work? So in other words, I had all these questions going through my mind. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Because my situation may change. Who knows what's going to happen? You just don't know. So after a couple of weeks and a looming deadline, I really had to make a decision. I also, I kept checking the requirements, even though I knew I already met them. One of the requirements was that you had to do a proposal for an impact project as a fellow. How would you advocate for high quality instructional materials? I still kept going back and forth. Should I or should I should I or should I not? So when I'm in doubt about something, my go-to person is my dad. He helps me to get clear on what decision I need to make. One of the things I did, I I called him after the conference and told him everything about how it went, and I got quiet for a moment. And he asked, he said, is there something else? And he said, tell me. I hesitated to tell him because I had a feeling that he would tell me to just go ahead and apply for the fellowship. And like a true supporter and mentor, he told me to go for it. Usually when my dad tells me to go for something, I go for it. He does not like any sort of confidence or anything. Not that I lack confidence, but he always says to me, just go ahead and go for it. So I did, and I wrote my proposal. Focused on advocating for culturally relevant, high-quality instructional materials. So it took me a couple days to write the proposal. I felt like I did a great job writing the proposal because there are certain steps that you have to follow. How would you do, how would you do this? How what kind of data would you use to say that you met your goal? And so I submitted my proposal and got interviewed for the fellowship. The interview went okay. I think I did pretty good, but I wasn't quite sure how everything turned out. 
So when I got the email that I got the fellowship, I was so excited because like I said, I was going back and forth, back and forth, and I got the fellowship. So part of the fellowship was, again, advocating for high-quality instructional materials. It was culturally relevant, high-quality instructional materials. And so I worked with my school at the time to make sure that they had high quality culturally relevant materials also working with my administrators my co-workers to make sure that our curriculum was up to point from that position and i presented on my impact project with my with the other fellows and it was just a really great experience for me. I learned so much, and I'm glad that I decided to go for it. And so, one of the other fellows, how the book came in, how the book came into being. One of the other fellows mentioned that we should we should write a book about our experiences because a variety of educators. It's about seven of us, and we bring so many. We bring a lot of expertise and experiences and we had a lot to tell from our input project what we learned how we advocated for high quality instructional materials and we felt that this could be something other teachers could learn from the book could be something that other teachers could learn from when the other fellow mentioned writing a book about our experiences honestly I was a little bit intimidated and because of positive peer pressure, I decided to go ahead and why not give it a shot. So again, don't want to hold myself back. So it's something new, but I know I can do it. Why not go for it and give it a shot? And so each of us had to do a chapter about our experiences with our impact project and advocating for high quality instructional materials. The writing process was interesting for me. So it was very hard for me to get started, but I finally got started. I was nervous that I wasn't going to have enough pages for for my chapter. But after I did my outline and I thought about the whole scope of my project and what I can add into my chapter and what are some key principles of advocating for high quality instructional materials that I would want the reader to know. So we also had a writing coach that helped us. It was really great. He really helped me to amplify those moments within my experience that would help to make my writing better. So he was really great. After working with him, I wasn't so much afraid anymore of not having a, not having enough pages, not having enough writing to to complete my chapter. And so after months of collaborating, writing, editing, deadlines, and a peer review, the fellows and I, we had a draft book. And so, after your draft is completed, obviously you have to submit it to the publisher. They make their edits, their revisions, and graph working with a graphic designer and everything. So... The book is out. It is available digitally, so you can grab a copy. I will put a link in the description box 
of where you can get it. I would love it if you go check it out, buy it, purchase it, read it, because I know you will take away a lot from it. So that is just the quick story of how my fellowship experience turned into a book. So I can say that I am a published author and I'm so happy. I'm so excited about it and I'm glad I got over my initial hesitation, intimidation, fear to make sure that I was a part of this project. And I want to thank the other fellows because they really helped to push you to make sure that, you know, you're going for, you're achieving to your full potential. There really are great examples of excellent educators. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. And it was so great to work with the other fellows so that we can complete this project and the book. And we're really excited about it. So we would love it if you get a copy that I needed to add, which I should not forget. The name of the book is called Elevating Educator Voices Through Advocacy. And I'm going to read a short excerpt of my chapter just so you can get an idea of or a glimpse, a taste of what's in the book. The sixth key principle is to get a seat at the table and find the right audience to advocate to. I decided that if administrators knew the impact th this problem was having on the students they serve, they would see the urgency to solve the problem of not having high quality instructional materials. The district had weekly administrative meetings, so I thought it would be a great idea to present on the importance of high quality instructional materials while Simon while simultaneously pinpointing the lack of such culturally relevant materials within the district. I made a presentation on the importance of high quality instructional materials in the presence of superintendent, three principals, instructional coaches, chief operating officer, and special services supervisor, highlighting the research importance and an assessment of the district's curriculum materials where it stood in terms of materials. After the presentation, the room was quiet and everyone held their breath for a moment with the sheer urgency that something needed to be done to address the problem. With a sigh of relief, everyone then requested a list of ELA materials that were of high quality so that the district could begin the adoption process. So some key takeaways from this episode is number one, go for it, even though you think it might be outside of your comfort zone. Number two, positive peer pressure can help you to do things that you think you cannot do. And number three, you can always seek guidance from a mentor, from someone who you're really close to, to help you make a decision. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, teachersimpact.net. On this content helpful, please share, favorite, and rate on your favorite podcast app. It helps the show to grow, reach more teachers, and have an impact. You can email me at teachersimpacteducation at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at teacherspodcast.